would ask that you would stand with me. I've asked Bishop Littlefield to preach today. I am thankful for this man and his wife. Now some of you may look at Bishop Littlefield and wonder who he is and why. Why we even call him Bishop. Our church is very well acquainted with this man having become one of the longest tenured pastors in the history and over a hundred year history of Calvary Tabernacle. Bishop came in January of 90 and took the pastorate of a, a very hurting church. Some tragedy had been in the church and the former pastor's wife had passed away and there was, there was some, some heartache, some, some tragedy and he began to love these people. He began to love us and he began to teach us and guide us and, and he's He's buried a lot of us, and he's married a lot of us, and he's baptized a lot of us, and and he he is he's an incredible man. He and his wife have 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 their fingerprints are all over this church, all over this church, and uh, I'm privileged today to get to serve in a lot of in, in several capacities in our organization. I've had the opportunity to be on platforms I have no business being on. But I'm outside of my parents. I am in large part of who I am today. And I'm, I, I, I'm not trying to put roses on me today. But I'm in a large part of what I am and who I am today because of Bishop and Sister Littlefield. And I love them dearly and what they've taught me. And uh, I'm, I'm glad they're still with us today. I'm glad those kiddos hadn't convinced them to go to Tyler. Praise God. Bishop, we want you to come. I know he, he helped me out Wednesday, taught on prayer Wednesday, but I wasn't here, so I didn't get to hear it. So I've asked him to preach. The last several times he's preached, I have been gone. He's been filling in for me. And so if nothing else, he's going to preach to me today. And uh, I love this couple. Thankful that they're here. I want him to come. He's the bishop. He's almost 85. That means he can say whatever he wants to. And we can't get mad at him. I can't wait. I can't wait to do that. Amen. Bishop, come. Preach to me today. Would you put your hands together in honor of our bishop? Praise the Lord. Amen. That's one good thing about getting old. If you say something that don't make sense, they just chalk it up, he's old. Amen. And then if you say something that makes good sense, they said, reckon where you learned that. Amen. And but I, I'm thankful to be here uh, this morning, and I give honor to my pastor, pastor's wife. I love these folks dearly. And uh, they they mean a lot to us, and they're better to us than what uh, we deserve. It's good to be in the house of the Lord this morning. God is great, greatly to be praised. Amen. I stand here this morning believing that God's still able to do anything. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. I don't believe there's any sea too wide he can't get across. 
I don't believe there's a mountain too high that he can't climb. And I don't believe there's a need here this morning that he can't handle. Amen. Amen. Whatever your need might be, Amen. our God's big enough. That's it. Amen. Amen. He got enough money in the bank today to handle anything. Amen. Hallelujah. And I do love him with all my heart today. And uh, I'm going to try my best to preach for a little while. And I preached this a long time ago here. But I felt like that... <clears throat> With the revival coming on and and uh, the revival state the church is in, this might be a good time to preach this again. If you turn with me to Isaiah chapter 61, verse 1 through 3, and if uh, you got need to be nervous this morning, I'm nervous enough for all of us, so. Uh, you just go ahead and relax, and and maybe God can can some way somehow help me to help you. Amen. Isaiah chapter sixty-one. Begin reading at verse one. The Spirit of the Lord God is upon me, because the Lord has anointed me to preach good tidings unto the meek. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captive. And the opening of the prison to them that are bound to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and day of vengeance of our God to comfort all that mourn, to appoint unto them that mourn in Zion to give unto them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness that they might be called trees of righteousness, the planting of the Lord, that he might be glorified. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 16 and verse 18. And I say also unto thee, thou art Peter, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. Pastor, would you ask the Lord to bless this? Lord, we love you. We thank you for this day, for this time of fellowship together. I pray, God, that you would anoint our bishop today as he preaches your word. I pray, God, that you would open our hearts and our minds to receive what you have for us today. We love you. We give you the praise and the glory for everything that's going to happen today. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Everybody said amen. Amen. You may be seated. Upon those verses of scripture today, I want to try to preach for a little while on the junkyard church. The junkyard church. I didn't say junky church. I said a junkyard. The junkyard church. Amen. Everyone sitting here this morning has got a past. Amen. And there are things in every one of our lives that, that we would not want anyone else to know. If I should open this up today and say, stand up and tell me all about your past, I wouldn't have not one taker 
because there's things in our past that we're not proud of, every one of us. There are things in our past we don't want anybody else to know. Amen. Amen. You see, I want to try to, this morning, to help you to understand who we really are. Amen. Amen. We have revival. We're having revival in the church, and we're going to have some revival services. And I want to tell you right off that the devil is going to show up. Amen. The devil's going to try to hinder. The devil's going to try to put stumbling blocks in the way. Amen. Amen. He'll try to, to some way or another, stop revival. But I want to tell you this morning that God has got a church. Amen. We've made ourselves ready. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise the Lord. I talked to you about the junkyard church this morning. There's a lot of things that can be found in the junkyard or digging through uh, garage sales and other people's junk becomes another person's treasure. There are a lot of times that a lot of valuable things are found in the junkyard or in a junky place. I'm put in mind of a pastor that that uh, preached for my son and Tyler one time. He's building a new church in Houston, and he loved to go to junk shops. My son don't care anything in the world about going to no junk shop. That's not his thing. But this preacher loved going to junk shops. So he got my son to go with him, and they walked into a junk shop there in Tyler, Texas, and uh, he was looking around this this uh, preacher that was preaching for uh, my son was looking around, and all of a sudden he found a uh, window, a leaded glass window, a huge leaded glass window, and he thought that would be perfect to put in my church up over the baptistry. Uh, it would be beautiful there. So he asked the man that owned the junk shop, how much do you want for that window? And the man told him, said, uh, I want $18,000 for that window. And so the preacher got to uh, uh, Jewing with him and finally got him down to $16,000 and told him that he could pay it out without any interest. <clears throat> so whenever the window was paid for, the man, the preacher, come, picked it up, took it to Houston. They mounted it in his church. And whenever he walked the insurance agent through the church and the insurance agent stepped into the foyer or into the uh, uh, congregational park where the pews and all was, he was looking around and seeing and valuing how much should we insure this far. And he looked up and he gasped when he saw that window. He said, man, that is a Tiffany 
leaded glass window. You need to insure just that glass alone for one million dollars. You see, something valuable can be found in the junkyard. Amen. Uh, a few years ago, or several years ago, wife and I went to uh, Hot Springs, Arkansas, and we went to a little place or a place uh, there that was called Tiny Town. And in this tiny town, this man had taken and went to the junkyard every day, and he'd gathered stuff until he took all the things that he found in the junkyard and he made it into a tiny town. Uh, he had trains that run around and tunnels that they went through and cars and buildings. Uh, everything was made out of something that somebody else uh, had thrown away. And it was amazing. <clears throat> Hallelujah. A lot of things to be found in the junkyard. You know, somebody going down the road might see an old GTO, Brother Porter, an old vintage GTO sitting out there, the tires is flat. Or maybe Brother John of Plymouth Fury, back in its heyday, the tires flat. The paint's faded. <clears throat> a window two's broken out. The hood don't fit on it just right and and they might drive by and say well that sure looks like a pile of junk to me I believe if I was them I'd just take it and haul it to the junkyard but another person comes along and sees that thing restored and takes it uh, and begins to work on it uh, and makes a thing of beauty out of it <clears throat> hallelujah amen Today, I want to try to preach to you that God found you in the junkyard. Amen. Hallelujah. God didn't get a bargain when he got none of us. Amen. When he got me, when he got you, he didn't get a bargain. He found you in the junkyard. Amen. And I'm reminded today of... of uh, junkyard. Uh, I remember whenever uh, I was, I've get now in high school. Anyhow, my dad and I, we wasn't in church, and it's years later when I did get in church. But my dad and I got interested in watching wrestling on television, <clears throat> and uh, we didn't have a television, couldn't afford one, but. Well, we had some kinfolks had one, and on the nights that wrestling took place, we'd be there. And one of those wrestlers' name was the Junkyard Dog. Amen. And he was called that because he was super mean. He was super ugly. Everything that, that could be done that wasn't legal in the ring, he done it. He was Junkyard Tough. Amen. I remember also that, that my... Uh, sister, uh, she got an old cat one time, an old cat, I forget the cat's name, but the old cat was uh, one of the most pretty cats that you ever seen if you saw him at a distance. He was a dark gray colored shaggy, and uh, he was a big old cat, And uh, but if you got close to him, uh, that cat whooped everything that was in the community. 
dogs, cats, roosters, turkeys. It didn't make any difference. Uh, he just liked to fight. And when he walked across the yard, he walked. You could look at him and tell he had attitude. If you don't like what's going on, well, just come talk to me, and we'll settle it, you see. He was junkyard tough. And I want to talk to you this morning about a church tonight that's been pulled, or today that's been pulled out of the junkyard. And we need to be junkyard tough. Amen. We need to put on our combat boots. We've listed in our army today. Amen. That there's no resigning from. Amen. There's no going back. There's no retreating. Our orders are marching forward. Amen. Our orders are to attack at all time. We need to be junkyard tough. Hallelujah. We don't go looking for the devil. We don't go picking a fight, uh, but we need to let the devil know uh, that if he comes around wanting to fight, uh, that when he leaves, uh, he's going to know he's been in uh, uh, touch. Uh, he's been in contact uh, with a junkyard church, uh, with some people uh, that won nothing, uh, that God called uh, out of darkness uh, into his marvelous light today, uh, and people that appreciate uh, being taken out of the junkyard enough uh, that they're going to stand for him uh, no matter what. Hallelujah. I'm talking to you today, church. Uh, we need uh, to get junkyard uh, tough. Hallelujah. I remember the story I heard of a little boy coming to school one day, uh, and he had a busted lip. Uh, a little blood was running down out of his nose. Uh, he had a black eye. His daddy looked at him and said, Son, uh, it looks like uh, somebody done a pretty good number on you. Uh, he said, Yes, he got in a few lucky licks, uh, but I got his ear in my pocket. <laughs> Amen. I, I want to tell you, if the devil comes around uh, uh, fighting with us uh, when he leaves, uh, he needs to leave with some scars on him. He needs to leave knowing he's been in contact with a church that's strong, a church that's not giving up, a church that's got its mind made up. I won't turn back. I won't go back. Amen. I can't go back to the way I used to be. Amen. Because he pulled me out of the junkyard. He took me when I wasn't nothing and made something out of me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to realize that revival coming on, the devil's going to come around. He's going to be knocking on your door. You won't have to hunt him. Amen. I've seen preachers or, heard or saw uh, preachers uh, stomp on the floor and said, I'm stomping the devil. No, you're not. You're stomping the floor. Amen. I've heard preachers make uh, statements about the devil. Do this, devil do it. Don't worry, he'll find you. Amen. But when he does, uh, you need to be junkyard tough. Uh, amen. You need to be able uh, to make a fight out of it. Hallelujah. 
Amen. We're an army today. Amen. God has equipped us with everything that we need. When he took us out of the junkyard, he gave us his spirit. And the Bible says, greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Ezekiel was taken by the Lord one day and he took him out and he set him down in a valley and he said, Ezekiel, what do you see? And he said, Lord, as I look around, I can't imagine why you brought me here. I don't understand because all I see is a valley of dry bones. Amen. And the Lord said, what about those bones? He said, Lord, all I can tell you is they're very dry. They don't begin to get chalky. They're not any good good for anything. Amen. And the Lord said, Ezekiel, do you think these bones can live? And Ezekiel answered one of the best answers I've ever heard in my life. Lord, I don't know, but you know. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. And so the bones came together. The flesh came upon the bones. The breath of life entered into them. And the Bible says they stood up uh, a great army. Uh, can I tell you today uh, that God found some of us uh, in that valley of dry bones? Uh, amen. It's time for us to stand up uh, and become uh, the great army that God intends uh, for us to be. Uh, it's time today uh, that we got junkyard tough. Uh, it's time today uh, that we put on our combat boots uh, and dressed in our, our, our army uniform and say, I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier, I'm a soldier. I won't give up, I won't turn back, I won't turn around. Amen, hallelujah, amen. Napoleon one time was losing a battle. He looked at his little bugle boy and he said, son, Quit playing the charge and play the retreat. The little boy said, I can't do that. He said, son, you beat them drums, you beat the retreat. He said, I can't do that. And Napoleon said, why? You know who you're talking to. Why can't you do that? He said, I've never learned how to play the retreat. All I know how to do is play the charge. Amen. And he began to beat it with all of his might. And Napoleon, the battle turned and Napoleon won. I'm telling you today, church, we don't need to be looking back. We need to be looking forward. Amen. We don't need to be looking down. We need to be looking up. There's a lost souls out there that's dependent on us. And we need to be a lighthouse in the desert. Hallelujah. Go. Whenever God needed somebody for a start the prison ministry in the United Pentecostal Church, God didn't go to a reigning uh, general superintendent uh, or a president or district superintendent to, to start that. He reached down in the junkyard uh, 
to an alcoholic that prayed through named Fred Hyde that gave the testimony. He said, I was passing by a Pentecostal church and I was drunk as it could be. Amen. I passed by and I thought, well, I'll just go in. And he said, I went in and I was drunk. I sat there during the service and I left. He said, the next night I went back a little more sober than I was the night before and about the third night uh, he made his way to the altar amen still a little on the influence of alcohol uh, but God reached down in the junkyard uh, he said I need you man I'm going to make something out of you I'm going to change your life uh, and he put his life uh, on track and Fred Hyde led the alcoholic ministry for years and years and years hallelujah man he said he was in Houston and he got lost and he said he got on Skid Row down there and winos were laying on the street with newspapers over their face and laying in their own vomit. He said, I walked over, got out of my car and walked over to one of them laying there with a newspaper across his face. And he said, I looked down and I picked that newspaper up and I looked him in the face and I said, Fred Hyde, except for the grace of God, there you lay right there. Oh, church, can I tell you today, if it wasn't for the grace of God, it ain't no telling where you'd be or where I'd be or anybody else would be. Amen. Without the grace of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. We need to get junkyard tough. Revival's coming on. Amen. We need to be here every night. We need to be here praying. We need to be here seeking God. We need to be here fighting the devil and letting the devil know that we're tired of seeing people go to hell. We're tired of seeing our children not praying through the Holy Ghost. We're tired of seeing our loved ones lost. We're just sick and tired of being sick and tired. It's time that we realize that God reached into the junkyard and he pulled us out and made us junkyard. Hard, tough. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I was voted in as pastor in 1990. When God got ready to give you a pastor in 1990, he, he didn't go to no elite somebody. Amen. There were some preachers that tried out for the church, and, and you chose me. Thank you. That's some of the best years of my life. <clears throat> But when God got ready to give you a pastor in 1990, he went to the junkyard. Amen. I remember well in 1962, lost and undone, sitting on the back seat of a Pentecostal church. God got to deal with me. 
I punched my wife, and I said, I'm ready to go. And she thought I meant out. She done took off and was headed to the back door. I was headed down the aisle to the altar. There, repented of my sins. I was baptized in Jesus' name. And God filled me with the glorious gift of the Holy Ghost. Amen. He picked me up. He picked me up out of the junkyard. Amen. Hallelujah. A preacher in Houston one time. He was sitting in his office, and a deacon walked in, and he turned around, shut the door, and locked the door, and he turned around and attacked that pastor. And he began to beat that pastor down and kick him. Blood was running out the pastor's nose and out his ears. And finally, some of the people in church heard what was going on, and they tried to get in. They finally had to break the door down, get that man off the pastor. Several weeks later, the pastor thought, you know, I need to go hunt that man up. That man needs to be saved. He said he went out and he searched and looked for him. He found him in a room with a prostitute in an old run-down motel. And he went up and knocked on the door, and that man come to the door, and the pastor said, Brother, I come talk to you. You need to be saved. I, you need, we need to get this thing right. He said, Pastor, I, I've just come too far. I can't go back. pastor pleaded with him, cried and begged him. The man shut the door, walked back in the room. The pastor said, I started to walk off, but said, when I did, God told me, said, turn around. He said, if you don't live for me and do like I want you to do, there's room six and there's room seven and there's room eight. I want to tell you tonight, church, we need to appreciate where God's brought us from. We need to understand today uh, that God pulled us out of the junkyard, uh, not just to sit down, uh, but God pulled us out of the junkyard uh, to be an example to a world uh, that's lost uh, and undone, uh, that needs God more than anything. Uh, we're living in a world today uh, that's so mixed up. Uh, People don't even know which bathroom to use. Uh, amen. People don't even know whether they're a man or a woman. Uh, and the ones that are men want to be women. Uh, and the women want to be men. We're living in a world that needs God. Uh, amen. A world that's hurting. Uh, a world that's confused. Uh, a world that's mixed up. Uh, and they need God. Uh, and they need a church that's junkyard tough. Hallelujah. Lord bless you this morning. Hallelujah.